Hello and welcome to Brody Sports Talk. My name is Caleb Walgren. I am your host. I have earned my stripes and I am ready to have an excellent podcast today. We are continuing our 2021 season previews. And before we introduce the team, I would be remiss if I did not introduce my fantastic co-host, Derek Rusnick. Derek, how are you doing today? Oh my goodness, I cannot wait to talk about Cincinnati. All right, let's have some Cincinnati chili. That's what we're talking about. Oh wait, this is not the food podcast. My apologies. Um, I I would not be opposed to at least eating it, uh, mainly because I like food. So we're talking about the Cincinnati Bengals. Who dat is? Oh wait. Who day? I'm, I'm totally butchering things right now. That's fantastic. The Saints are going to come after you. All of our Saints for. fans at Brody Talk. Who day is what we're talking about today? Actually, we're talking about the Bengals. We're not talking about who thinks they are going to beat the Bengals. So, um, yeah, let's go ahead and get things started off right with a coach temperature check. Now, Zach Taylor has not been. Quarter, or a coach for the Cincinnati Bengals for very long. He has a career record of six wins, 25 losses, and one tie. That is just better than a 20% win percentage, my friends. And in the NFL, you don't have a whole lot of time to turn things around. This is his third season, his second one with Mr. Joe Burrow, the number one pick, and he needs to be able to show that he is riding the ship and that they are getting some things done the right way. Otherwise, you know, maybe they fired Marvin Lewis for nothing. (laughs) That's funny. Um, (laughs) So Zach Taylor, uh, I I like him. I know he came over from the McVay-Shanahan-esque coaching tree as well. He is a former Nebraska Cornhusker, and for those of you who... Yeah. who are uh, here in Oklahoma where we record, he is from Norman. So, I mean, what's not to like about the guy? Uh, other than, like I said, he's 6, 25, and 1. And when that is the case, uh, if I were pu- going to put a temperature on his temperature check, I would put it not quite into, like, burning red, but I'm going to put it up in that Cincinnati Bengals orange. It's pretty bright. It's pretty fiery. It's not comfortable. And I think that Zach Taylor could be at risk of being fired. When I pulled up the list of who, which NFL coach would get fired first, uh, at least the odds for that, at least he was in the top tier uh, right behind Cliff Kingsbury. And so it's definitely something where people are going. I feel like Zach Taylor could be at trouble here. I'm not sure that I feel like he's had that much of an opportunity to show anything because they haven't had the players, but he's still trying to do his thing. So, Derek, do you think that Taylor is going to get the boot after this season, or do you think that the Bengals kind of stay loyal even despite underwhelming results? So, if Joseph Burrow um, is healthy all year and A.J. Green stays healthy all year and – if this is only if don't shake your head. AJ, AJ, AJ Green is on the uh, Arizona Cardinals. What's the then? What's the uh, T 
T. Higgins, Jamar Chase. T. Higgins, I am, I am so sorry, uh, Bengals fans. I, 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 I caught him the first time. I'm the one who, who messed up this time. I don't look at my, my notes properly. T. Higgins, if they, if they are able to keep their wide receiver healthy and they can see the, uh, the offense play well under Zach Taylor, then he gets to stay around a little bit longer. He's going to have to get close to 500 this year if um, he wants to stay around. He's got to start bolstering that. The record, if everyone is, uh, if everyone's healthy and they just fall flat again this year, I think that Zach Taylor goes and takes a, a position elsewhere next year. I definitely would not be stunned if that happens. Although I, I, I kind of want a resurgence from the Bengals. Life is better when the Bengals are, you know, nine and eight and making first round playoff exits and have largely mediocre redheaded quarterbacks named Andy Dalton. I mean, I just, maybe I, I like the 2010s a little too much where the Bengals showed enough promise, but not enough promise. So sorry, Bengals fans, if I'm bringing up some hard feelings there. So, speaking of offense, uh, we move on to our next category for the Bengals, which is the strength of the team. For me, they have gone all in on wide receiver, and I think for a good reason. This is a, a good strength of Cincinnati. They just drafted Jamar Chase and partnering uh, Joe Burrow with someone he knows. They have the uh, aforementioned T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. Um, a Jamar Chase and T. Higgins could definitely be a wide receiver one on any team. Uh, Tyler Boyd definitely complements them really well. So for me, the wide receiver core of the Bengals is what's going to get them um, over the hump, I think, uh, for the year. If, if Joe Burrow stays healthy, if they keep him upright, which – Everyone who heard the, our draft recap um, knew exactly how I felt about the Bengals drafting a wide receiver over certain offensive linemen. But that's just my opinion. Of course, Caleb, please talk me off this ledge and tell me that the wide receiver core is not good. So I can't tell you that the wide receiver core is not good. I can tell you that. I would have probably taken that pick and put it in the offensive line. Um, I know that you and I do tend to not overemphasize, but maybe compared to some people in the media, we properly emphasize the offensive line because it really is something where when you have the right offensive line, it can make average skill position players look fantastic. Whereas if you have a bad offensive line, your skill position players are going to be running for their lives and hoping to not be hurt. I mean, how many times the past few years have we looked and Joe Mixon's been hurt? Joe Burrow got hurt. You know, AJ Green was hurt. Granted, he's not running behind the O line. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> it's it's and not, not been running hurting. for the Bengals anymore, clearly. Clearly. I don't look, I've my notes. So I, I really think that in general, when you're looking, and going, okay, where is the strength? I want to make sure and find and figure it out that you, 
unless you're saying quarterback because you just are that much of a Joe Burrow truther that you really are going to the wide receiver core. I think it's interesting. Sometimes I look at this and I go, how is this a team that is coached by Zach Taylor and not Cliff Kingsbury? Because the Cardinals have invested more at the running back position and have swapped out things on their offensive line. And it just doesn't feel like it's the right thing. I would look and go, if I told you, Hey, this is the three wide and this is the quarterback. I feel like the coaching roles would somehow be reversed, but I definitely hear where you're coming from. I would tend to agree that the wide receiver core is the strength of the team. What do you got next for us? Eric? Yeah. So for me, I'm moving on to our next category, which is new player to watch. So this is a little bit off the beaten path for me um, or for just about anyone. But the the Bengals signed cornerback Eli Apple this offseason. Really uh, low cost, uh, a one-year, $1.2 million deal. Um, he is very low risk, very high reward. So bringing in a veteran like Eli Apple um, to, one, give you depth at the cornerback position, which everyone needs depth at that position because uh, you can get injuries very easily. You can swap out. You can do different packages with someone like Eli Apple. And so for me, uh, financially, this makes sense for the Bengals so that, frankly, he doesn't play well they can find another roster spot for someone up off the practice squad or something like that. Um, If he plays well, if he plays like he used to play, this is, he will, he will make his money and he'll go get a a contract elsewhere next year. Or maybe he resigns if he likes the, the defense there, but um, you know, bringing in depth, of cornerback, bringing in uh, some veteran leadership who can teach, um, because that's kind of what that's what you pay 1.2 million dollars for is you're going to be a, a cornerback coach while also playing cornerback uh, a lot of the time. So that's my new player to watch. That's who I want to see because we know what the offense is going to do. We need to see if the defense can stop anybody. So I want to add another player on the defense because it's someone who does not have the name recognition but had some pretty awesome production last year for the New Orleans Saints, and that's Trey Hendrickson. Now, most of you may not recognize that name. It's a fairly generic-sounding name, but he is 6'4", 270, and had a relatively unknown career until last year when he started 15 games for the Saints, went out and had 13.5 sacks and 25 quarterback hits. Basically out of nowhere. Uh, If you're not sure, T.J. Watt led the NFL with 15 sacks last year, and Aaron Donald was tied for second with Trey Hendrickson at 13 and a half. That means he had a good season, y'all. So (laughs) (laughs) uh, I know in general, sometimes you hear 13 and a half, and you're like, well, that doesn't sound like that's very impressive. Well, not very many people impressed (laughs) getting at the quarterback last year. Maybe that's part of why we're talking about it so much is why people need to get better at it. But I do think that, whether it's Eli Apple in the secondary or Trey Hendrickson rushing the passer, the Bengals needed to improve across their defense. And they at least have some new position players in there. Um, I know they drafted Joseph Osai. They've got 
new players in the secondary. It's kind of going to be interesting to see if they can rejuvenate this because the Bengals are playing catch up within their own division. Um, it's definitely going to be a little bit chaotic, but I, I hear what you're saying with Eli Apple and just needed to throw Trey in there. Is, were you kind of surprised by that or does that feel about right? No, it feels really great. I, he was definitely one of my top threes that I was, I was going toward. I was looking at different uh, factors. And for me, I just happened to kind of flip a coin and go with Eli instead, but that was definitely a good, uh, a good player to watch for the Bengals. I mean, if you get after the quarterback, you're you're definitely going to do something. So I uh, I like the pick. So let's go ahead and move over to circle our calendar. Now Sean is not recording with us tonight, but he did leave some fantastic notes, and I want to go ahead and look give his words first for this category. He says week thirteen versus the Los Angeles Chargers. Burrow versus Herbert in a battle for young quarterback supremacy and a chance for both of these teams to possibly improve on what will likely be a back-and-forth season. Uh, For those of you who have your calendars ready, that is going to be on December the 5th. So that's late in the year for this season. And I do think that that game is definitely one of the ones that I would keep your eyes on. I definitely think that Burrow was the front runner for rookie of the year. And then when he got hurt and Herbert won the award, I feel like people have put Herbert up on this like pedestal of greatness, even though Burrow would have been ahead of him (laughs) at that point in the season. It's kind of like people went, "Uh, we don't need to remember that Joe Burrow had a great 12 or 13 games before he got hurt. Let's just focus on the fact that Herbert won rookie of the year because awards and, you know, let's just Joe Burrow. He still plays for what a tiger team bagels, whatever. It's like the same thing. So we don't need to know about him. Uh, Derek, what do you think about Sean's pick here for week 13? Yeah, I don't mind it. I, I think, I think he gives some good, uh, reasons behind it. For me, I'm talking a different uh, game just because it's going to be fun to watch. Um, so Bengals games are not going to be easy to watch this year. We all hope that Joe, Joe Burrow comes back as the national championship winning quarterback that he was. But after an injury like that, um, we'll see. For me, I want to see September 30th uh, with the Jags the Jacksonville Jaguars coming to Cincinnati, um, Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence um, for young quarterback. Uh, let's see if we can throw the ball around the field. Kind of, uh, kind of. I mean, I, I think that the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to be must watch this year. And so, for me, on a tough season, um, I think the any game that you can find that. Uh, Young quarterback versus young quarterback is, and you know, we 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 kind of understand why they they played a game before, just a, a random game outside of the season before, and uh, one of the quarterbacks won versus the other one, of course. Um, so for me, it's uh, Jags going to Cincinnati on September thirty. You know, when I was looking over at the schedule, I kind of saw that one as well. 
Uh, I want to dub that one the Thursday night cat fight yep. as the Jags and Bengals is just one. I feel like you, when the NFL schedulers get it right, they get it right. And we have this early in the season, so it's not like the Jaguars or Bengals are completely written off yet. You know, it's week four, so maybe someone's one and two. Maybe, you know, they're trying to, to get back to 500. We, I'm hoping that that game is not between two 0-3 teams because that would just be a sad, sad start to the season. And that would mean that I'd only be watching if I have something like Joe Mixon on a fantasy team or something like that. So I, I really am like that one. I also think that in general, if we're going to talk about cat fights, because I can't get enough about saying that, mm-hmm. that I also love the October 17th game in Detroit where they take on the Lions. Yeah. Especially because those are some winnable games. I mean, let's face it. We just talked about their coach being on the hot seat. They've got to find ways to win games. And if you're not going to be able to beat teams like the Jaguars and the Lions who drafted up near you this past year, you you might not be going in the right direction as quickly as you would hope. New coaches, by the way. So Zach Taylor has some NFL experience. The other two don't. Urban Meyer, no NFL experience. Dan Campbell, no head coaching experience. Interim head coaching experience, but I guess that doesn't really count when he was the interim head coach of the Dolphins after like Bullygate and all of that random jibber jabber that happened several years ago. Okay, I apologize, Mr. Dan Campbell. Please don't come bite my knees. Yeah, we want Derek to keep healthy knees, so we're gonna we're gonna try to keep him safe. Next up, let's go ahead and talk about the over-under win totals for the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals are projected for six and a half wins this upcoming season. I'm going to make this one fairly easy and say that I just don't see a way for them to turn it around in this staunch competitive division with the Steelers Ravens and Browns. I mean, you've got six of your games right there, and then you have 11 the rest. So even if we said you win over half of the rest of your games, but you lose out in your division, which is quite possible, you still have six wins. That's not enough. So I'm going to say that the Bengals end up falling short. I think they're probably closer to five wins. I know in general, Sean agreed with me on this, and we both said under. Clearly, that means we both think that the Bengals are missing the playoffs. Just want to make sure I throw that out there. And, yeah, I think that it is a a rough season for Cincy. Derek, what do, what do you kind of see as far as the Bengals are concerned this year? So we are going to go unanimous three for three. Uh, I'm taking the under. And um, with that, of course, means they will miss the playoffs. Um, I think that they're going to, you know, push toward it, let's say, four or five wins, something like that. But I, you know, they maybe even get to, to a sixth win and just, just slightly be under the uh, under that win total. Um, I just don't, I don't know if they're there yet. Um I think that Zach Taylor is not the not the guy. I don't I don't know if he can rally a team. Someone prove me wrong. Zach, I know you listen to this podcast. 
Um, we're friends from way back because um, you're 38, I'm 37. You came from Norman. Um, you and Caleb talked about being Huskers. So, um, you know, we are, are, are definitely good friends with Zachary Taylor. And he is a frequent listener. He will, he'll use VPN to uh, go to other other countries and get us like Switzerland listens and get us uh, other country listens so that we can feel good about ourselves. Uh, so Zach, I want you to know it's nothing personal, but um, do do something with Joe Burrow, do something with Jamar Chase, um, and when Joe Burrow uh, gets hurt again because you didn't get a penny for your thoughts or a penny, uh, don't come crying to me. Um, but I'll see you Sunday for lunch. Yeah, I think you can only hope for that. Jonah Williams lives up to the reputation that he had. I think that he was injured all of his rookie year, and then he, I think, opted out last year. So Jonah Williams, he needs him to be that anchor at left tackle and keep Burrow upright. Well... That is the end of it for who day. I'm going to get it right this time. Um, I want to make sure to give a shout out and a thank you to those of you who follow us on Twitter. We're up around 4,200 followers right now. It's a great time. You can interact with us there at Brody talk and you can find our social media for Twitter and our merch and all the great podcasting platforms out there that we are on in our link tree, which is L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Brody Talk. And we definitely appreciate when you leave us a review as well. Uh, We want it to be an honest review, but we are a five-star podcast. We've only received five-star reviews so far. So if you want to keep that trend up, go ahead and leave us one at Apple Podcasts or Podchaser or wherever you can find that will allow you to rate us because... Otherwise, you can't because some platforms just don't have that. But you can still subscribe to us and make sure you catch all of our recent episodes. On behalf of Derek and the currently absent Sean, my name is Cale Walgren, and we are signing off of this Bengals episode. Who day? Who day, indeed. <laughs> <laughs>